I'm looking forward to a new wipe. It'll be fun. I just like the beginning of the wipe. It's yeah, entertaining. It's the best time. It's good. <laughs> the best. I want to go PPSH PMC factory. Let's. I can't wait to do that, man. I love that gun. That gun is so much fun, dude. It's only good for like the first hour of the wipe. <laughs> but you get to run so much cool stuff, right? Like things like that. Yeah, I had an man. absolute blast using the stock MP5 last wipe at the beginning. Yeah, so good. MP5, the standard one with PST. Oh, it's awesome at the beginning. Yeah, it's great. So good. M4 with M855. Man. It's a good time. It's okay. <laughs> Not as good There's a lot of recoil. There, there, to be fair, there's the a lot of recoil, actually. Yeah, it's like, it's like you play, play the start of wipe and you like shoot the gun and it goes up. You're like, wait a minute. This gun's got recoil? What is this garbage? <laughs> <laughs> this ain't an M4. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah. Welcome to Scav Talk. An Escape from Tarkov podcast with a focus on the continuing development of the game, patch note analysis, theory crafting, and general gameplay discussions. I'm one of your hosts, Church. I do content creation, uh, live streaming, and video editing. And I'm Gigabeef, a Tarkov YouTuber, bringing many beginner and intermediate guides to players to help improve their game. And welcome to the show. I so nearly screwed okay. that up, dude. I so nearly screwed that up. <laughs> I was literally like, second, I was it was like, like slightly uh-oh. uncomfortable. <laughs> I know. Uh, how's it going? <laughs> How's it going? You good? Good, good. You I good? was like, oh God, if he messes up, then I have to start over. And then what if I mess up? <laughs> and you get into that like chain, that loop. The loop yeah. of just, uh, God, we can't have what happened last time. Uh, let's not talk about last time. <laughs> let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that. So what's been going no, on? What's been going I'm good, on? man. I'm good. Um, been focusing a lot more on editing for Airwing Marine, for those of you that don't know. I'm one of his editors, and I do like gameplay videos, meme videos, shorts, things of that nature. He does all of his Tarkov stuff, um, like the economy videos, I should say, and some other things too. Uh, but yeah, I've been like focusing, trying to get back into that. Want to get like a routine going again because since COVID kind of just like knocked me out from doing that stuff. Like I tried to do a little bit of it, but like my energy was just like mm-hmm. I just get like oh, I'd rather just like play a game and then i would like play rocket league for two minutes and I'd just like i don't even want to play a game i just want to go back to bed that's the worst thing honestly when you're Ill, when, like you yeah. know you're so ill when like even your favorite things you don't want to do them like that's when you know really that's when you know yeah that's good though does he so, have multiple editors like do you work with other other editors of his or like how's that kind of no work? we haven't gotten into that yet um but to my knowledge he has other editors i just we don't really speak that it's like some kind of weird like you know multi you know relationship what's the what's the word uh polygamous relationship we just like we don't talk about his other editors you know <laughs> yeah i don't really know because i don't think i've seen any other stuff so i really don't know actually i don't know if they've interesting i don't know maybe they're working on something i mean like i had one of them contact me about being an editor and i was like hey you should just talk to airwing he's like really good about this stuff mm, okay um but that's like the the amount of interaction, because like we have a we've invested in this um, piece of software that's basically like a cloud storage, and it's okay. really cool because you can like upload videos and then it will like generate the video like a playable video within the folder and then you can play it 
and you can scrub through it. You can put timestamps and like comma stuff and like draw stuff. But like, hey, can you zoom in on this spot? And you oh, can, that's like, neat. It. So it's kind of like a yeah. sort of shared like notepad, like workspace for videos. Yes. Though. That's for cool. videos, yeah, cool. it's huge. Actually, we haven't even like broken the surface on huh. the potential that app probably has. Like in all honesty, yeah. Um, and it's nice too because it has integration of my editing software. So instead of like manually downloading the file and then like loading into the editor, the editor has like a built-in thing that I can log into and then it'll just like source it from the cloud <laughs> into the editor and it will like create a um an optimized media. So it's like the preview's high res, but the what it's loading is like low res. So it's like yeah. really cool stuff going on. That's there. super like, cool. I've I kind of got into a bit of that. Yeah. Not so well. I guess recently-ish is like the um, I think in Premiere it's called proxies, and uh, yeah, yeah, and that's like I've been I've been playing around with that more ever since getting my new rig because like the file sizes that I'm working with are like humongous Huge. now, and so that yeah. has some real issues. Like it's actually not too bad. The, the biggest problem that I find with that for for me, I guess, like we can we could talk about some other content stuff later because uh, it's mm-hmm. like endless endless stuff that that uh, that I could talk about on that front, but. Um, yeah, that was kind of like the thing that I sort of started to struggle with because I was like, okay, previously I was running like 720p in like, you know, crappy encoding, right. which yep. because the encoding was not very good in the first place, it meant there just wasn't that much data, right? And the bitrate was quite low. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so the files were like, you know, three to five gigs, something like that. And that's for like a full stream. Now they're like 60. I think yep. the biggest one that I had, I played, God, which map was it? I think it might have been Woods. I was going to say, it's probably Woods. <laughs> I think it was Woods. 50-minute raid timer. <laughs> Dude, I had a three-hour stream where we did, like, DVL stuff oh, and, like, God. doing, like, shooter board in heaven kind of stuff, that kind of thing. Yeah. Man, the file was, like, 140 gig. Yeah. It's outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. Yeah. So I kind of started investing some time in, like, looking at proxies and how it was working and that kind of stuff. And to mm. be honest with you, I can actually edit from my main hard drive because it's one of those M2s, so it's actually okay gotcha. but the problem is is that then like when i move the stuff if i go back to a project it's all in a different place and i've kind of got like i've got like a it is it's like it's fairly decent because it's like a one gigabyte m2 so uh, sorry one terabyte mm-hmm. m2 so it's like decently sized but i don't want to put everything on there and i've got like a five terabyte like magnetic but that's so slow and it's so crappy to edit on yeah. if you try and do anything with that it just doesn't work so i've been trying to like figure out how to do that and like at the moment i'm actually just kind of keeping stuff on the m2 and like cutting up bits and video and then just doing it there and then like moving everything wholesale later to the the long-term storage because it's just like so painful to go through because i was like oh well i'll just make some proxies it'll be fine trying to do like just the creation of proxies for like 160 gig video takes like four hours it takes forever i was like what like i want to i want to edit now i don't want to edit in four hours what the hell so there's like one thing that i've been using um called lossless cut which is super good and you can just Mm. go like in out snap and it doesn't do any encoding it just like clips a bit out of the video and so then i've been using these like much shorter ones and and then proxifying those and then like that kind of thing so i've like been trying to yeah optimize the workflow and stuff um interesting but yeah that's cool that you you brought that up because it's like it is something that i just didn't have a problem with before my pc was perfectly happy with doing that kind of stuff in real time and then now it's just like humongous files with like crazy bit rates i think each frame is like and you start getting into these issues where like you press you press play and then you're like, oh, there's the bit I want. And then you press stop and then it like it just doesn't. And then like five seconds later, it stops. And you're like, huh. this is really rough. 
Um, and it's because, like, I guess because it's like buffered so much and stuff. There's like lots of issues with with Premiere, even though everyone says like, oh, it's the best one. It's like there's a lot, there's lots of problems um, here and there. To be honest, it's, it's still it's still good. It's better than the old one I used to use. But that's interesting because I actually I use my uh, mechanical drive for editing. Mm. I have all my assets on there and all the files, like video files. Yeah. Um, and I've tried proxies once but i like you said i mean it takes forever to generate them so i was like no that's not gonna do it but i do have a an n.2 like a one gigabyte drive but i use it for exporting oh <laughs> i export okay. to it and then i because it's like just i don't know to, i don't like you said i don't want to spend all that time like having to constantly like, micromanage the size and the storage on the n.2 yeah. drive you know see i'm kind of there's only a, a, a terabyte Dude, that's like that you can fill it up in one days, video. Man. It's really not yeah, that dude. much. And this is the thing: it's like if I record every stream, like, and I'm only I'm only streaming three hours a week, right? If I record every video to there and I do like a bunch of stuff on Woods, after a month, it's full. <laughs> yeah, it's like four dude. streams of three hours. It's full. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. That's true because then you got to think about when you're streaming and recording. You if you save it to that drive and it gets filled up, you know that just I, can yeah, cause all types of problems. Know. I don't even know what what that would uh, yeah what that would do so yeah man it's uh it's interesting well look it's good to, it's good to hear that you're doing um doing a bunch of his stuff yeah. i think like you do seem to be enjoying it as well which is which is uh yeah nice. getting back into it it's fun it's nice yeah i'm really excited about this one project coming up so good yeah i'm excited so yeah about yourself what you begin into uh yeah so i've been doing some bits and pieces i think i, I mentioned to you uh offline before actually i'm just kind of like I've been like going hard on the content, actually, like backloading yeah. a bunch of stuff. Because, um, as I said, I'm going to be, I'm going on like, anyway, on holiday for a week. Inverted commas, basically, just like seeing family <laughs> that I've not been able to see for like over a year, and oh, good, show them good. the baby and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, like, go and visit my grandparents and like, you know, get them to see their great great granddaughter and stuff, which is or like great their great granddaughter, I guess it is. Um, yeah. And that kind of thing. So that'll be like really nice stuff that you would have done normally. And so I'm trying to like backload as much content as I can and just like praying that a white doesn't come like at the wrong times. So like there's some <laughs> videos that I would really like to go first before yeah. others. Um, and I've kind of like tried to orient, like order it in a way that it's going to not be hampered if there's a, a white while I'm away or whatever. And I can just like continue to put out the next one. But we'll see. I think it should be fine. So like that's kind of what I've been been up to. But um I've been doing some I've like come on some of the shotgun quests and I've always I've been wanting to make some shotgun content for a while. So I'm doing the um the Yushanka shotguns quest. Which, which one is it called setup? I think it's called setup with with Skier. And I absolutely like I was completely like fed up of this quest last wipe. Like by the time I got to it, I was yeah. so sick of it because there was one uh god, there's another there's another quest with 12 gauge shotguns before that. And silent caliber that's the one and i used the mp153 for that because i was like oh i haven't used the mp153 really that much so i'll just use it for that and after doing that i then had like the respirator and scav kills one on interchange and i was like well i've got all these 153 so i'm just gonna run around because that was when you had to have packer as well so i was like i don't want to use like a yeah. good a good set of gear so i'm just gonna wear um i'm gonna use these because i've got like 10 that came back off insurance so then i used the mp153 for that 
And then it was just like, oh, set up. And I was like, oh, no, I can only use the MP153. No. So by the time that happened, right, I'd already been using it for hours and hours and hours and hours. And yeah. I was so sick of it. I was so fed up. And then the fact that you couldn't wear um, headphones either. Headphones, I was like, yeah. this quest is the word. I've like I've screwed myself. I know this is actually my fault here. And I've screwed myself just in terms of my own boredom. And so it was awful. So this time around, I literally haven't used the gun for like, you know, nine months or something. <laughs> and so I've come back to it yeah. being like, you know, I used the Saiga 12 last time when uh, for Silent Calibre. So that was fine. And then I've been using the um, the new 74N for doing the, the scav kills on with the with the respirator. And you don't need to wear the pack anymore. So it doesn't feel anywhere near as bad. I've been running around the outside just like, you know, with whatever Karuns and like some budget kits with like a, a sort of, I don't know, like a, as meta as you can get it, like 74N, which is like just been really nice. And just using BT and killing people, it's been fun. And so then when I moved on to setup, I'm like, right, now we can use the 153. Now we can go for the full hog. And I was kind of combining it with doing some, uh, I'm going to actually do a build video for it at some point as well. Because the, the 153? Yeah, because the first time I used cool. it, I basically did like hip fire laser as the build. Mm. Pro tip, it's really bad. Don't do that. Um <laughs> And so this time I was like, right, we're going to actually have a look at what the proper build is because I've never done one for it. And um, it's the one where you've got like the stock on it and it's got the pistol grip and then you had another stock. It's got a buffer tube and all of that kind of thing. So that's like right. the one that I've been using and it absolutely slaps. It's so much fun. I had a, I had a great time. I had a, I, like as I ran to dorms on stream last time and um, I didn't actually make it, I did like three proper raids with it and didn't make it out of any one of those raids. But I got two kills, two kills, and the, one of them I got five different kills before I got killed by another guy. I like, killed two duos and killed one half of, the, of another duo and then got head-tapped by the final guy. Um, but it was like, it was wild, man, and it was so fun. So that's kind of what I've been doing is like using the 153, um, like fully kitted, which costs, it's like, it's crazy. I've been looking at like how the, how the full bill costs. And if you've got the traders to get all the stuff, it's like 90K. <laughs> it's so yeah. cost effective and out of the three raids where i died i got the gun back every time twice it had all the mods and the one time it had just like the stock stripped and the and like the optic strip but yeah so and the, and ensuring it costs like 15 grand so it's like yeah really really cool i've like not spent as much time with the weapon in a good state before so it's um it's been it's been fun i've been i've been really enjoying it i'm looking forward to putting out the video that's cool what site do you use i use the delta point Okay, I don't, I don't know if I've tried that. See, the the thing I don't like about, or it just bothers me, is like how the scope sits and where your PMC's camera sits. It's like a kind of a distance thing more than usual, like how it would be on like an M4 or an AK. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. Maybe yeah. So there's kind of like there's kind of three positions that it can be in after like because now I've actually looked at it. Now I can talk about it with authority. Oh, cool. Um, there's kind of three positions. So there's there's two actual rail mounts for it. Mm -hmm. One is like really far down. It's the first one that you get to, but it's really far down. And I just, I don't like yeah. the ones that are really far down. It kind of sucks. And then there's another one, which is like closer, which is one I've been using because um, it's the one that fits onto like the meta build, so to speak. And then the other alternative is you use the, just the pistol grip one that has like stupid recoil, but yeah. it has the little Picatinny at the front which means that you can put like a Pico 6 or something on right. it. And because it's so close, it actually is huge. It's like really sits, big. So yeah. It sits right close to the eye. So that one is actually like, it looks quite nice, but I don't like the recall on it. So I'm kind of using the middle yeah. ground one. And I think it's I think it's okay. So like maybe you're using the other one. Um, or maybe you just don't. Well, like I had to it, try the, 
so, the yeah. Delta point because I think I was using the the EOTech one and okay. yeah the I tried the um the Cobra and both those were like not like ideal mm. I don't know they just so maybe the Delta point is king because it's just like that little tiny triangle exactly you know maybe like yeah. another time i'm actually going to write it down so like another time we should talk about red darts we don't need to talk about it today but mm-hmm. like if you haven't tried i've actually fallen in love with the delta point completely i use it on like <laughs> if i'm not using an like an lcan or something i basically i seem to use like three scopes these days i use the, the delta point i use the lcan or i'm using the um the voodoo i'm really it's yeah. like those three that's really all i'm using i'm not even using the valde anymore to be honest with you yeah, I've when the wipe when I first got into the game, I everyone was like talking about the Valde, but I I don't really like it. I prefer the Voodoo more, but the Voodoo's good. It's like it feels like it zooms a bit more, and if I don't need that, then I'm perfectly okay with an Elkan. Like the Elkan's the Elkan's good. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, see, like, I, I'd rather use the Elkan. Yeah, I like the sensitivity the... on it too. Yeah, see, that's the other issue is like the sensitivity changes on the scopes. Like it's it's kind of a frustrating thing. Like back when I played too, for whatever reason, the um, the PS, not the PSO, the uh, what's the one everyone raves about? Or oh, the Pico Six? No, it's a, it's a oh, one you know, by like six. A, an actual scope. Yeah. Uh, if it's, it's not the it's Voodoo, the Valde, the Valde. It is the Valde. Okay. The Valde. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, for me, like when I was like on one times, it was like super high sensitivity, and then when I like zoomed in, it was on super low sensitivity. Yeah, and it was like. And I was asking other people, like, hey, is this like this for you? And like, no, it's fine for me. I'm like, what? I get it. It was like, are you guys just used to it? Or like, am I bugged? And then like, I was founding other people that had the same issue I was having on like Reddit and stuff. And it was just like some weird bug. And then they did a patch where they like adjusted all the scope sensitivities and they like made everything normal ish. But it was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I, that's the I, word, I, like normal ish. Like they kind of like they made it, they made things better it was an improvement it wasn't yeah like fixed you know what i mean i don't know it's probably a hard thing to tackle because i imagine it also probably has to do maybe not but maybe where the scope sits on the gun maybe that affects the sensitivity i'm not too sure there's some weird things too like Mm -hmm. um pistols they used to be pistols and iron sights they used to be if you were a scav and you got like an SKS without a back iron sight, I want to say yeah. the sensitivity was like really high. <laughs> and then like pistols were also like really high sensitivity. And now in this, you know, most recent versions versions we're playing on now they're like they've been adjusted. So now they're like I feel like they're slightly below what like a one type scope is. So it's like always it's I don't know. Yeah, there's always something weird about it. There's always something yeah. weird about it. I would like, I would prefer a um, scope sensitivities sliders, mm-hmm. you know. Yep, I'd love that like for like, and, and to be honest, it could even be like its whole own section of the menu. I would be completely okay with that. If it's yeah. like its own button, you say scope sensitivities, you click it and it has every scope in the game. It has every, because like Tarkov doesn't even have like variable scopes in that like um, right. continuous sense like other games do where you like right. Oh, click, 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 right. It's like, what's the maximum number? I think it's, 
two. Are, are there any with three settings? I think it's only two settings for every every scope. Pretty sure two. I don't yeah. think there are any with three. So you literally just like list every one and you say Elcan one times sensitivity, four times sensitivity, Valde one times sensitivity, six times sensitivity, right? And you just do that for every scope, list them all and allow you to tune all of them because the people who care will go and do that and they won't care because like if you go back to something like PUBG, it's got like, I know that's much more homogeneous and like, you know, it's you get a two times or a three times. It doesn't say what it is, even though you probably can kind of work it out. But it's like in the settings there, you have like two times, three times, four times, six times, eight times, sensitivities. All there is their own things. And yes, in Tarkov is a bit more tricky because there's so many more scopes, but I don't see why you shouldn't be able to do that. And it doesn't have to clog up the controls menu. It can be its whole own section, which would be great. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I mean, look, hopefully they go into a whole scopes overhaul at some point, which allows you to A, do that, B, to set your, um, I just love to be able to like set a gun up in the hideout, you know, turn lasers on or off, full auto on or off, scopes at whatever magnification you'd like them to preload in at, zeroing what round would you like as a default on these various weapons, just like anything like that, right? Like they need to put all that in place before um, it's, it feels completed because it is it, all of those little things are quite annoying. You go into raid and the lasers off, but you want it on. The, you go into raid and full autos off, and you actually want it on. And like the whole zeroing thing is like again, that's a whole nother topic, and it's just insane. And they need to fix it. They really do. I think it's a, one of the biggest. It's what probably one of the single biggest issues of the gameplay right now. And they've made it really in focus and really bad by bringing in that STM gun. Um, yeah, because it's like, oh, hey, look, here's the new gun in this game. But if you're using the good ammo, you like you won't hit anything. Yeah, over any oh, distance. Yeah, I mean, the whole zeroing issue and everything, and, and like the scope sensitivities, it's basically incentivized me to only use one-time scopes because it's just like there's too much BS to deal with. Yeah, outside of exactly. one time. Exactly. Anyway, so, right. I'm, I'm going to park that. We're going we're to park that. I'm going to write it down. We're going to cool. say we're going to say red dots. We're going to say zeroing, zeroing. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a whole thing i could talk for ages about it yeah. i actually never made a video about it and i probably should at some point but um probably should that's a good video all right should we do the news <laughs> yeah on to the news <laughs> um so bitcoin barters uh the tetris green bat trade yes it's been the stock has been increased i want to say 900 if i remember it i might don't be a thousand. know what it was changed to but i've been keeping those in my oh con- my in my God. thing for a while because i bought a bunch before and i was like yeah. i wonder if it's and i was like oh look it is and um and i bought it for a bitcoin and sold it and i was like oh there you go they changed it so i'm not sure what, it, what it's at what Someone... do you think it's 900 now i saw a twitter post and i think it was like in the 800s okay so I don't know. I, I assume it's probably a thousand, probably an even like a rounded number. But man, can you imagine a guy that's been like hoarding all these green batteries and, <laughs> and Tetris? Because uh, now prices are going up on those green batteries, probably yeah. Tetris too a bit. So thing is, like, I'm not sure whether because it's kind of a combination of two things, right? It's like they made the trade super difficult because you had to get two of both things. But it looked like it made sense back when Bitcoin was worth like 800. And so if you stored them and like tried to get yeah. the barter, then it was like, oh, this might work. But then Bitcoin's been absolutely destroyed. And so now it's like, well, if I bought those things before thinking it was going to work and now it's like less than half what it was back then. Did that even did that even work out? I'm not sure. I actually don't know if I made money or not on those because I can't remember what I bought them for. I feel like I bought each piece for 80K. I feel like I bought the Tetris. Sounds about right. 80k, which would be 360. So it's probably about break even. 
honestly. Yeah. I mean, the bats, I think I've seen them in like the 300s. Or, sorry, not the 300s, the um, 30,000s. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> if you got them, yeah, that's like a, yeah, that's a big difference there. <laughs> so, if you got them at that price, that's pretty good. Um, but that's, yeah. Yeah. You, anyways, it's, it's interesting. You know, I don't know if we talked about it before, but it's like, this feels just like a, the whole change they did way back then just feels like a direct nerf to hatchet running. Yeah. Because now it's like, can't really do that trade unless you just buy the stuff pretty well much. But then why would they revert it back? You know what I mean? Like they've put it back. So now you can do well, it again. Like... I'll say this. They did it specifically doubling the ingredients. Like oh, that's, that's, two that's Tetris. Yeah. Why they did the hundred cap. I don't know. That one was. Yeah. That sucks, dude. Like that sucks so much. Cap thing man. Is, is rubbish, right? The, uh, it was like, dude. As soon as like as soon as that hit, and it's like, I, it's like, can you imagine a guy that was like, you know, like, oh, I'm gonna go do this trade now because I got this Tetris. I'll just buy another Tetris. I'll buy another Green Bat, and it's impossible to do the trade. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel like there's some botting going on. But anyways, anyways, yeah. yeah. Moving on. Unless you had anything else. No, no, that's uh, so yeah. good. <laughs> Nikita. All right, labs, cards. Yes, have been what resupplied. Have, they've been resupplied. There's now more. You can actually buy them. They're not seven hundred thousand rubles. Yeah, they they reduced the price by half ish, and then it's like the stock is like plentiful. So, wipe confirmed. <laughs> is this the pre-wipe event? No, I I, I feel like it probably was needed to be honest because. I was thinking about doing some labs and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. like it just, it doesn't matter. Like the money doesn't really matter, but it's just kind of like when it's a million rubles, you just think, well, who's going to be playing? You know, I don't know. That was the thing that put me off. Cause it's like, I don't just want to play against people who are level 70 because I'm just going to die. I would like to play against some other people within my kind of, you know, I can Still go in with bracket, the best gear, but range. I'm not the best. I'm not the best at labs. I don't want to be playing against sure. like you know twelve hours that's, a day lab, lab streamers. That's not really. Yeah, that's not gonna. That's not gonna end well. I'm, I'm right. I'm right there with you. Like I don't like I. I keep telling myself I want to learn labs, but then I'm like, I really don't want to die a bunch because that's essentially how you're gonna learn the map. It's yeah. just by dying. You know, it's just like I don't want to like just burn cash. I don't know. It's kind of a loss aversion yeah and it's a psychological thing like definitely and and that's the thing like i'm not bothered about i'm actually yeah i'm I'm not bothered about the the cash really at this at this stage because it just doesn't matter but it's that like what's the experience going to be like yeah Um, that's the more yeah and it's more about my time doing it it's like is it just gonna suck (laughs) yeah and then you factor in maybe some rbg gamers you yeah. know it's like it's just tough man stuff so yeah some people got some real good seats out there you know it's, uh, <laughs> rgb socks they on should, they should just do um if they ever do a pre-wipe a, event again i don't know if they will but they should just make labs free you know yeah just like open up the floodgates man it'd be cool like, it's like it week. is the end game map i don't i don't know about Nowadays, I think interchange might be the <laughs> game. I don't know. Either that or reserve, yeah. Yeah, one of those two for sure. Because they've nerfed. Like I don't, I don't play labs, but from what I've heard other people say and complain about, is they 
nerfed the heck out of that map. I think so. And you can imagine why. <laughs> I think a lot of the loot spawns specifically, because I think the raiders and stuff are still kind of the same, but like, yeah, the, yeah. the spawns themselves and some of the stuff in some of the rooms, I think, is like nowhere near what it used to be. But it's kind of, a, yeah, and again, another symptom of like RMT slash cheetahs slash whatever, right? It's uh, yeah. just the way things oh. go. But yeah, I don't know. It's one of those ones that I've always kind of wanted to do. And I did actually do a bunch of at the end of the last wipe, because that was kind of like my, oh, I'm going to finish off last wipe with, you know, just doing some like funny stuff. And I bought, yeah, I spent all my money and bought every labs key card, and then just like ran around labs, and it was it was it was okay. But I don't feel like I necessarily got like that good or anything. And then like, was that two? Maybe that was even two wipes ago. I can't remember now. Gosh, I forget. No, maybe it was that. Maybe it was that one. I only got to play like a couple of days because I wasn't there. Um... Oh yeah, that was it. It was like because they hadn't actually announced the wipe yet, and I had, I was playing labs, and then I couldn't play for like two days or something and that was like the pre-wipe event was happening and i was like oh okay well now everyone's just gonna go in with that was when like slicks went to like five million and stuff it was just like went completely stupid they yeah. were just spending all their money it was like the end of the world apocalypse it was quite funny but uh i, I actually didn't even get to play so i was just like oh no my all my money's vaporized at the end of the wipe never mind um because they just like didn't announce it until like right near the end and then poof it was all gone i didn't actually get to, i got to, i think i got to play for like two hours or something so it's like how much gear can i bring in to three raids <laughs> <laughs> with like 80 mil or something and like how stacked can one pmc be entering into a raid um so i don't know yeah maybe i'll do a bit more things like i just find i get so distracted by doing other stuff i tend like this is this is the problem like i kind of like keeping my build sort of like within the realms of like what they're supposed to be so it's like it's like the ones i've been doing recently like if i'm using the ak74n and i'm like you know not like going completely full out it's like running around with that and a slick just feels kind of weird like i'd rather keep it kind of like all kind of balanced you know it's like i'd rather run like a a a gazelle armor or like a corund or something with that and bt and then like a ratnik helmet i just i don't know something feels weird about going like right i'm going to test out this gun but i'm going to test out this gun whilst wearing fort and an alt and i just like it doesn't it doesn't like gel with the way that i like to play and so i end up doing stuff like oh i'm going to play you know this ap20 like shotguns builds for a bit and then this and the other and then people come in they're like oh why don't you spend your money like you need to you just spend your money on on good gear like look my man's got 120 mil and he's running around with a with a you know (laughs) corundon or whatever and i'm like it's like you know it's just i just do what i I just do what i want to do you know and like yeah yeah it is it is quite funny but especially when people catch me like you know stacking ammo i'm just like 11 rounds of 7n with 22 rounds of 6.3 underneath and they're just like what are you doing i'm like it's more about the fact that i can't actually buy it because there's just not enough um and i don't want to buy it in like five round pieces off the fleet because it's just irritating so i'd rather like conserve it because it's more of an issue trying to buy it from the trader because it's all sold out all the time because of the kit, trader camping thing but anyway that was a bit of a bit of a uh, bit of an off topic so yeah it's good i think it's good that labs of labs has gone kind of back a bit it was like only streamers basically playing it and like people like streamers who play it all the time like the good people um it's just a war monk and I've, th- I've actually watched like i think i said this previously that i've actually ended up watching less youtube at the end of the wipe and more twitch um just for kind of that, like gameplay mm-hmm. experience and so i've been watching a few people and there's been kind of a reoccurring theme of people being like oh i'm playing on eu because like na is dead at this time and like you know labs is just empty and there's like no one on it takes a while to get raid and then even when you do there's not less like i always thought raids had to be full i actually don't think they have to be full now after sort of reading around and seeing what people are saying i don't think a raid necessarily has to have full pmcs before it just dumps you in um i could be wrong that's that's just kind of like off hearsay and what i've seen but 
there's a lot of people saying like well either these raids are really empty or people are yeah, like really scared but it seems so unlikely um yeah. especially when labs cards are like crazy like who's buying them for like well maybe like who's, who's still buying them for like 700k right it's like only the people who are going to chat about um I mean, would you would you buy a Labs keycard for 700k and then just like hide and cower and stuff? I don't know. I feel like if you're going to be playing like that, you probably wouldn't buy it in the first place. And so it's going to be mostly people who are like fully kitted. But then like when the raids are completely dead, you think, well, it must be it must be lower player counts. It must reflect in the statistics. Um, but like that's the thing. I don't have any data to back it up. But it's, yeah, it's uh, hard to say. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I think I think it's very possible for getting into dead lobbies. But I also know, like me personally, I know like the elevator button down below and like the sewers i know like that part of the map fairly well like how you spawn the raiders like it's kind of like you hit the button then you hit the other button you kill raiders and then you extract them down below in the yeah. elevator shaft everything else i'm just like i'm lost you know what i mean <laughs> like so if you can't hear gunshots through all those floors because that's where I typically go when I play labs. I'm like, right, how do I get down to the part of the map that I know? <laughs> You're like so a, I can kill med elevator. So I can make guy. money. Is it is a med elevator or the other one? I think it is medical. This doesn't me- make sense, but the medical elevator one is the one. It's like the really long corridor, and then it's like it's the one with the hole in the ceiling for the server room above it. That's the medical elevator switch. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then That's there's it. another one halfway along which unlocks the elevator, like the cargo elevator, like on the on the. Well, I guess it's floor three because like minus three because minus five is the basement. I think, um, halfway along, and you can oh. pull that one too. That's one in I the little cage, that. and that's the one. I thought they on minus three, or was it minus four? I thought. I can't remember. I thought the one in the server, like, cuts on the power, and then the one in like that other room you know calls the elevator or something i thought they were both for the same thing no 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 no. so yeah so the one the one all the way at the end is just the one for the elevator that's like next to it so that's all you need to do yeah i think like sometimes if you do that one sometimes it doesn't spawn raiders yeah it does sometimes it does it doesn't always sometimes if you do both then you're just like okay it's way to heaven now it's just like gonna be ready yeah. but that, that switch is on the one upstairs and then on the other side of the basement you've got that the other switch which is like by the pipes and then you have to kind of go through that little mini server yeah. room and then there's the other elevator there's like a broken elevator and another elevator and that's like the other end um yeah i, I get lost over there yeah so this i try to thing, stay like, on the side i know there's you so know. many players who play like thousands of hours of eft and have played labs like five times there's like so many people because it's one of those things right and it's it's a bit like what we talked about a couple of weeks ago about me playing interchange right it's like i don't play the map so when i go i get killed so i don't play it because i just die when i go there yeah it's the same for labs right you like you expect to be able to go and play it like customs reserve woods shoreline whatever right the maps you do know and then you're like well i could read i could learn this it's hard work and the people also on labs are like really good and you don't know whether they are you know actually legit or not it's just like a lot of question marks because of the things you see in the community too and then when you're like wow the labs cards are now 700k well i'm just not gonna go <laughs> why would i even go why would yeah. i try you know it's just too much um yeah because i spent a bit i did spend a bit of time actually like learning i do i, I would say that there's like still some little areas of the map that i'm a bit flaky on and it tends to be kind of in the middle it's like there's like some sections right in the center where there's like there's a bunch of offices and there's some of the side stairwells that i'm like 
uh where where exactly does this end up and there's like some of the overhead walkways i'm like, I'm not sure but like i would say it's like 95 percent of the map coverage i'm like pretty pretty comfortable with i don't know all the sight lines necessarily but like i know where i actually am and like how to get to, from one place to another now which is which is good it's nice it's kind of like the foundation of, of yeah getting better and and all the extracts <laughs> which is quite yeah. tricky on that it's not not that straightforward um i still get confused with which rooms which though because normally i don't actually have the key cards for most of the wipe and so i'm like oh okay so which one's green again which one's blue because like I'm, I'm you know even if i'm on that map i'm like well i'm not going in because i don't actually have the card and so then I forget, and I'm just like a yeah, violet one, yellow, black, I'm just like all these key cards. I'm like trying not to be shot by some meta hate care. I'm just like fumbling a key card into the slot. And I love the fact that it lets you try as well. It's like no, no, you got to yeah, pick. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like you just got to yeah. pick. Like normally with rooms, it's just like oh, you've got all your keys. Can you imagine if it was just like opened your docs case and you're just like which key would you like to use with the door? And you're just like oh god, I don't know in shoreline. Like labs is like that, right? Because it's just like, which color would you like to try in the door? And if you try the wrong one, it's like, uh-uh, nope. And everyone's like, you can hear the you can hear the Altins like running from the background. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> please leave me alone. So it's just like that's why labs. It's just such a terrifying experience, but it is. I quite enjoy it because it brings back some of the old like Tarkov experience of like the fear and and the terror and the no yeah, insurance and yeah. like it's kind of good in that way because you're just like. It's like when you're sitting down for a good scary film, you're like, I'm ready to be terrified. You know, this is, I'm, I'm ready. It's going to be great. It's, it's a bit like that. That was an yeah, epic tangent tough. from the Labs card <laughs> price reduction. That really was. <laughs> it's all relevant, though. Yeah. It's all related. Would you go? Would you go back to Labs, do you think, now that they've reduced the, the key cards? Would you, be, <laughs> would see, you I'm, want I'm, to do it now? They got me. I, I was like, I'm going to go labs and I just bit the bullet and bought a bunch. Like I spent like eight mil on key cards, like wow. the, the, just the entry key, you know? Okay. I was like, fine. Well, 700, off the flea, 700, yeah. Off the flea. I was like, fine, you know, 700 K a pop, whatever. And I went labs like twice and like I survived both times, but I literally just killed Raiders. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's like, it's like, I need to like push. I need to die. You know, I need to like take yeah. risks, but it's like, I don't want to, because it's like, Hey, I don't have any more money now. <laughs> I mean, I got kids to run, so it's not a big yeah, deal. Yeah. But still, it's like it's just that lost version, man. And it's like I don't know. I did find Athletics one. I put it in my container, and I died. I was like, well, 180k. <laughs> Come here, therapist, or however much. I think it was like 300k actually. It was actually a pretty good deal. Not gonna lie. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> And oh yeah, you gotta do the butt mag gamer. You gotta have your butt oh, mags ready. Of course, of course. You know you gotta have them firmly, love- firmly up there. You know, ready someone to commented that. I know on one of the other <laughs> ones. I know I saw that. Oh, I thought that was God, super dude. funny. I thought it was, that was super hilarious. Funny. But I killed a guy the other day actually as well, and he had like Meta M4 with like a sixty rounder mm-hmm. and like nothing in his vest. Yeah, like nothing yeah. at all. I was like, yeah meds and every, like really <laughs> yeah all of it yeah. like oh my goodness like what yeah that's crazy it's like just you can do it empty i think he was wearing um one of the like one of the armored rigs like the level five one it's just like nothing i was like expecting grenades or something i was just like yeah. just completely empty i was like what is this this is just this is mental like surely you bring what surely you bring a 30 random or something i don't think i, I was very confused but you don't really need to because you if you're ever like, I mean, it's I, if I feel like you can play around it as long as you play around a 
like hardcover, you yeah. just like bunny hop around, you know, get some distance. And then you, while you're in the air bunny hopping, you open up your menu, you go down to your magazine container, you right click, install, and it reloads it. Like, skip, like, you know, it does the animation. Same thing. If you're like heal, I think if you're healing, you can install and it'll skip the animation. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's. It's kind of busted, honestly. Mm, yeah, and then you just big. drag drag the mag back into the container. The, yeah, because it goes like, goes like into the rig and then the other one into the gun and then you drag the other one back into the container. Yes. And like the thing, yes. one of the things that like I started doing more, like I kind of knew this was a thing, but like when, when I saw a couple of people do it, I was like, oh yeah, this is like so smart. It makes so much sense. It's just like never oh, yeah. drag anything into slots unless you're actually doing Tetris where you just like, you drag the thing just onto the case and it's just pops it straight in. It's like so yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it can be really, really fast. It can be really fast if you're doing that. But yeah, it's oh man, it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. Those but, mag gamers, man. <laughs> I don't blame them, but you know, it's just it's kind of it's it's a it's a bad feeling, man. You you kill the guy, and like you said, you just got. I guess I just loot his gun because everything else is kind of yeah. He's got his armor's probably zeroed. You know, it's his armor's like, zeroed because I shot him a bunch of times. He's got six rounds yeah. of M995 left in a sixty. <laughs> <laughs> the most valuable thing you can't get access to so, is the rounds, you know, the ammo. So, anyways, we'll. we'll I, what I did want to say was, we spent a lot of time on this topic. I know. But, I know. It's this um, is okay. This is fine. This is fine. Labs is such a hard thing for them to handle. I'll say it like that because it's the in-game content, and because it's not like. It's gate kept by money. You gotta buy the card or find the card, right? Then, like you're saying, like yeah, you know, people are like, oh, just go offline mode and learn the map. Well, it's like I'm not playing against players, and that's kind of like the whole thing of Tarkov out setup. It's like a you know your typical squared map, and you got yeah. spawns all around the map, and people are gonna like come across you in your path. So like you don't really have that experience in offline. Like you can't really replicate that. So it's like you have to just like spend the money, spend the time learning the map. And then it's like, okay, well, let's make it attractive. Let's have raiders on there with really good gear and really valuable stuff. And then let's litter the map with really valuable loot. And then you have the hackers and they're like, well, let me go to labs because I'm a god gamer now. <laughs> so it's like, it's like this really hard thing for them to deal with because it's like, if we nerf the loot on the map, then the hackers are less incentivized to go there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like such a. I know, I know. I almost feel like it's one of those things where, like, balancing for that is dangerous. It's a dangerous path. It's like a lot of the other stuff, right. like RMT and like banning people. You know, you can't give stuff to your friends and like all this kind of stuff. It's like you start to. It's a little bit like. Um, it's a little bit like. Oh God, what's it? What's it called? Dr. There's like DRM. You remember when all this came in on like <laughs> di- like it's uh, DVDs and like games and all sorts of stuff a while ago. Yeah. It's like digital rights management stuff when like pirating was like super super on like on the rise and like everybody was on the pirate base like before it got cracked down on and the whole point back then was like okay well now you have to be basically connected to the internet to play every game because it needs to go and like authenticate whatever and the only people that you end up hurting is people who either like have their internet cut out or they lose their disc or or whatever because the people who are hacking these games by just cracking the DRM off the software. So the only person that actually ends up 
getting hurt is the guy who bought it legitimately, which is yeah. really sad. And it's kind of this, it's sort of the same, I think, in some ways. It's just like, you you know, you make it really tough for doing RMT. You ban people because they're like giving stuff to other people. You, you know, you've nerfed the loot on various maps, like all of these things they've introduced. And it's like, I, I get it. But when you disproportionately hurt like the player base more than the people that you're trying to, because like the people who are doing it's this tough, kind of man. running, like they're still just going to carry on doing it. I know it makes it less profitable or whatever, but it's still profitable. So they're still going to go and do it. Um, it's, it's, it's really tricky. And then, and then, right, the accusation, which is a funny one that they always get accused of, of, well, they don't really want to get rid of the cheater problem, right? Because players, even players who've bought EOD, <laughs> right? How many times do I buy EOD? Well, yeah. I buy it once. I bought it, you know, three years ago and I've played the game for thousands of hours. And now I'm never like, when am I ever going to pay them again? Because they said I'm going to get all free DLC. But a guy who goes on, hacks, gets banned, goes, buys another copy, you know, because it's a legitimate business. If then you're going to make more money out of running it and selling the stuff for real money, and it's actually just like, it just becomes part of, like you're running it as a business, it just becomes part of your expenses to be buying new copies. And then BSG actually ends up gaining from that. That's it's, it's criticism that I see raised quite frequently against BSG as to why they don't want to tackle the problem. And I think it's unfair because I think they are actually trying to tackle it because they know that if they don't, it will ultimately kill the game and people won't play it anymore if they don't do it. So I, I don't think they're that short-sighted, but it is one of those things. You can imagine being sat in their shoes thinking like, it does make a lot of money, this, you know, this, <laughs> these, uh, these, old, these old hacker boys. But I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. I just think balancing for that is dangerous. I just think it's yeah, dangerous. It, yeah, I I agree that they have to be careful. I understand it's one of the more accessible ways they have to counteract that. Right. So I can understand it from, and it's, yeah, it's ultimately, it's kind of just a battle of businesses, right? You know, Mm -hmm. they're on the, the, if, if hackers are ruining the game, people are complaining about it. Less people, less people are playing because of hackers. Well, it's like, well, we got to counteract that. And then hackers are like, well, we want to make money, you know? So we like, we're going to keep hacking, you know what I mean? I don't, it's it's a Yeah. It's a complicated one for sure. Yeah. It is it is tricky. It is tricky. Should we uh, should, should should we move? You got you got another topic or should I go go ahead? No, go ahead. All what right. You, what you got? So, Hit me with it. We were talking this is actually going to be this is going to be kind of a, a a tangent into another tangent into what I wanted to talk about. So we were talking before actually it's kind of like related to the um the ever you know the ever-increasing space requirement for everybody. Now, I don't know whether you've been burnt by games requiring large space recently. Oh, God. Um, I remember the first one that actually I had an issue with was when I started playing Final Fantasy fifteen. I think it was. Wow, And that yeah. was like, I was like, it was like, oh, you know, you could do like the partial one or the full one. And I was like, let's do the full one. It's just like, well, that'll be 160 of your finest gigabytes. Sir. And I'm like, <laughs> you what? And I had to buy another hard drive. And that was my introduction to just the new world of like, we're going to just introduce every asset and just like keep these really bloated, you know, backlogs of content or whatever. Because apparently they literally just ported a load of stuff over and just never used half of the assets. It was just like easy to do it. Hmm. And then the next one, right? So I actually, I actually remembered about this because of the thing that I've been wanting to talk about and pulled up the article because it was, I thought it was super funny at the time, which was something that came up on BBC here. And it was Xbox and Call of Duty called call uh, calls a record of broadband data use in the UK. And this is back in November. And this was like this is literally the the article where it's like the UK's leading internet providers have experienced recent broadband 
Um, yeah, record broadband use recently as a result of new Xbox consoles. The factors that may have fed into the Tuesday's figures included Activision releasing updates to Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Warzone that ranged up to 65 gigabytes in size, right? Not to mention the fact that the actual game itself is like 120 gig. And then an update to Destiny 2 that was also 65 gigabytes. The release of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which was 60 gigabytes. It was like, basically, they broke the UK's internet for a day because everybody <laughs> had to download Warzone. That's, <laughs> and all oh the updates was absolutely mental. Um, and yeah, I remember when I like I downloaded the, the new Call of Duty, it just didn't work on my computer for ages. And, uh, mm-hmm. But it was just huge. It was like 120 gig or something. I was just like, man, between this and like Final Fantasy, it's like I'm nearly up to like half a terabyte in two games. It's just absolutely insane. That's and um, it's just it's just crazy. But uh, what, rem- what reminded me of that in particular was actually looking at Warzone, which is like a headline that caught my attention because like I've not been playing Warzone at all. I'm not a huge fan of Warzone in general just because I don't really like... Um, high time to kill games particularly i just find them i don't know it's just personal preference like there's there's definitely arguments for them being more skill-based and stuff but uh, i just i just don't like them as much but what caught my attention was the the whole like Warzone nuke event which i actually because like i literally don't follow the game at all and haven't been haven't been looking at it and so this come this kind of passed me by i didn't even know it was happening until i i just like stumbled upon it somewhere and i was like oh what is this and they were like oh you know the um the, the dance map has been destroyed and it's like a reveal of a new map kind of thing and so like i went and had a look look at it and like see what had happened and there was like a whole event and blah blah and it reminded me again of i don't know whether we even spoke about this on the podcast actually i remember speaking about it to somebody but i can't actually remember if it was on on here with you and if it was it was ages ago and we spoke about uh fortnite and about their like black hole event for like the end of the season and about how they kind of have this like ongoing like story so to speak yeah. in like a multiplayer game that everyone experiences all at the same time which actually is super cool so it's like warzone's basically done the same thing and they've been doing what i really hope like and i don't expect them to do it now but i would really hope that eft would take a leaf out of these books as something that really like keeps players engaged keeps people talk like it makes a huge buzz for the game right like it makes it such a buzz for the game it's crazy right the fortnite thing like i read the article and i was like man that's so cool and i don't even like fortnite right that's that's how mm-hmm. awesome it is so this one's just like you know i'm sure like other people have read about this but i thought it was awesome and it was just like you know i read a few different articles and it's just like you know why did it get nukes it had been long leaked and theorized that the nuke could destroy it and like they were, they were missing in warzone even though they've been in all the other call of duties that ever since cod 4 because of the big you know it was like the big turning point in the, in the single player there and it's just like you know there was you had to complete this Easter egg thing to access and a nuclear bomb was discovered inside. So I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Yeah, it's like, it's so clever. Like it's filled with intrigue. Like all you do, you read the article and then it's like, everyone's thinking about, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? And then it does. And then it's like, everybody has to play this kind of like apocalypse thing for a day. And then like the whole map changes and you can never play the old map again. You know, it's like those kind of like game transitionary things I think would be awesome. And I can imagine a situation where eft in the future doesn't have wipes but it does have that kind of thing right because imagine you wouldn't actually like it would be a wipe in some senses but you wouldn't actually need to call it that it's like you know your your hideout got destroyed and whatever you've got on you is like what is what you get to to carry on with or something like random stuff like that I, i just feel that like these games kind of almost crowbar it in because they're multiplayer shooters first and foremost because tarkov has the rpg element and it has traders and it has lore and it has like an actual like full backstory and stuff, right? Like you could, I don't know what they're going to do with the single player. I mean, they're probably, you know, there's going to be a single player that they make, but you could make the multiplayer in this fashion as well. And it would be, you know, it would take creativity and it would take, you know, doing. 
but I think it would be awesome. And it's like the perfect setting for it. It's absolutely perfect. You can like storytell within the game and use updates. It's like the inspiration that I yeah. had, like I'm going on proper monologue here, but like the, I, the inspiration that I had when I did the day in the life of the scav video mm -hmm. contest thing that I entered a while back for BSG. Cause I was like, this is a bad version of what I think you should do. Give meaning to the wipes. Give meaning to the map updates. Why not? It's free yeah, to do that. so. Just do it. And and this reminded me of that because I read this and I was like, man, this is so cool. And people absolutely love this kind of thing. And like Tarkov's not quite ready for it. Like it isn't. The game's not finished enough. It isn't ready in that kind of like polished way. Like the mechanics are, you know, I think this is the weird thing about like beta versus alpha versus, you know, release, whatever, is that like the game's like super polished in terms of the actual like mechanics yeah. of guns and that kind of thing but like the framework of the game is like still right. got so much to go and you really need that in place first before you start doing this kind of thing but i'm really excited because i think it would be amazing this kind of thing in tarkov would work so well man it would work so well it really would because it has the like you're saying the rpg elements the lore like the yeah i mean it's really i mean they say it it's like a story driven game um yeah so it's like that's like right up the alley for sure i want to ask you something though mm. you mentioned i think you mentioned this last podcast too that there's like a single player mode for tarkov can you expand upon that what is, what exactly do you mean by that uh what did i say like just now you mean yeah just now you were like you know in the single player aspect of tarkov like well, well yeah i kind of meant the the sort of the quest like not quest sorry like the the campaign that they're bringing in, and I don't and I don't think anybody knows how they're going to do it and whether it's going to be online or offline. But I kind of always assumed that it would be like more like um a Call of Duty offline type thing, like you play a single so player offline. But I don't I I don't know I don't know it's just speculation. But that's what I meant. I meant like the the campaign story that they're bringing in for EFT. So do you mean the story quest, the storyline quest? Because there's supposed to be a yeah. main story. Yeah, the main story. Like, and however that gets done, whether that's like. Because I, I don't even know if that would be like, if, is that going to be done in multiplayer? I don't know. It might okay, not be. I see. Because I always assumed it was. It might not be. You know. It might not be. I, I don't know. Because to me, it because like if people have been asking for offline mode, and wouldn't you just make a single player mode instead of offline mode? Maybe, like they said yeah. they're that's coming i don't know it's just I don't know. anyways i don't know that was just like i just wanted to clarify yeah that was just like a, that, that was just cause... like a random like take for it because i don't know how they're going to do it and they could do it either way they could make it in some ways i'd be kind of disappointed if they made the story mode just like a series of quests as they are now within the game you just have to go and like play all the same maps and stuff because like i, I just don't know I just, I just don't know how they would incorporate it seamlessly enough to make it make sense you know what i mean like can like how do you make a linear story well maybe it doesn't need to be linear maybe you do have to go and find the places and you know then there'll be like cutscenes and that kind of thing i just i feel like it's not controlled enough if it's like out on multiplayer i don't i don't know maybe look maybe i'm gonna be completely wrong and they're gonna do it do it differently but i well, always see, i think assumed that it would be kind of more like a single player right Right, then because you could maybe squad like into. Said, like you said, you would have more control mm. over more, like yeah. the narration. These, you know, you, yeah, for sure. And then it's like that's kind of the worry for me is that 
this storyline quest that they're going to be rolling out here soon is just going to be more of what we already have. Go kill five scabs on customs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I like, yeah, I'm like, I kind of, I'm kind of with you on there. Um, and that's kind of like the, the, the other thing I want to say was like, tie, tying back into what you said, how like you're talking about almost like the seasonal thing, the seasonal model of like yeah. game development where like the game's like out and then it's like, they continually support it and they update it. But when they update, they do like these like events, like you were saying, like these in-game events of like this lore story background and like huge thing. Right. I don't know if that's what Tarkov is because it's like, to me, when I hear them talk about storyline quests and like, they want to tell a story with Tarkov. If it's like in a multiplayer setting and it's like, we're taking a single player story driven experience and like shoving it into like a multiplayer thing. And by the way, we're not doing wipes anymore once the game's released. So I'm like, I'm trying to like, vi- my vision of Tarkov in the future is like, you do the quests and you escape Tarkov and then that's it. And then they talk about like, there's a, you know, open world mode where you can like play the game how you would normally. But if there's like no wipes and it's like, what's the, I don't know. It's just like, it's just, it's just kind of weird. It's like this weird thing they got going on where it's like a single player experience shoved into a multiplayer thing. And then it's like, the next game they want to make is Russia 2028, which is a single player game, which I'm looking forward to seeing what that looks, looks like. But it just sounds like it's to me, it sounds like their timeline is like finish Tarkov, Tarkov release, play the game. Great. And then, you know, a year or two years later, the game's dead and they're on to the next thing. I know what you Which mean, man. Every game has its lifespan. Don't get me wrong, you know. But I just, oh, man, I feel like there's so, like, the potential for, like, I mean, you look at the description on their website. It's, like, story-driven action RPG role-player FPS shooter looter game. You know, it's, like, oh, this yeah. huge descriptor. And, like, the vision is just, like, oh, man, dude, like. Like I'm really excited for this patch coming up, Scav Karma. I I mean, we'll see how it turns out, but like I'm really excited because like now we're we're making st- strides to more role playing stuff, and yeah, yeah, I, I could we I could go on a tangent about role playing and and whatnot. But we can, I mean, we can talk Scav Karma for a bit. I mean, I I don't know how it's really going to work out. Like I, it's actually funny how it's one of the things that I feel like. I'm waiting to see what it looks like. I'm actually sure, not that excited sure. about it, personally. I don't know. Sure. Like, I think maybe it's just because I'm not quite sure what it's going to mean. But it'll be interesting yeah. seeing fence as a tra- as a proper tra- like the scav trader and stuff. Um, yeah, it will be interesting to see that. But like, I just don't know how it's going. It really depends on how it's implemented. Like so many of these things, right? It's like if it's done in a way where you have to make difficult choices between. Do I kill this guy um, and take his loot, or I keep my karma and then you know I get something better later? As long as they make those choices difficult and like it has meaning, then it'll then it'll be good. That's that's the way it'll be good because it'll be it'll be yeah. stupid if it's either like you get punished so harshly for killing player scavs that no one shoots each other ever again, or the alternative where the punishment is so weak that it literally doesn't make any difference and everything's just the way it was. Those are the two like bad scenarios. And the, the problem is it's really easy to sit here and be like, you know, 
these are the two scenarios that are going to be awful. And like, it's very difficult to actually thread the needle through the middle of both and make it really good. Right? It's hard. It's hard to actually do. It's easy to say. It's hard to do. And so we'll see what we'll see what comes out of it. I mean, what's what's the what's the key yeah. components? Right? It's like fence is the trader. More karma means you're going to get better gear. Is ultimately the mechanic. Get... Yeah, right? that's that's it. Yeah. Really. And is it, is it faster? Do you have more? Do you get more scavs? Do you get, do you get quicker scavs if you have better karma? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, I I'm kind of there with you. I feel like it's the implementation ultimately isn't going to affect anything. Um, because because it's like think about it like this. Here's a scenario, right? You you spawn in. You know, you got neutral karma, right? You're with the other player scavs. Like, hey, let's team up. Sure. And this is all without void, mind you. Yeah. And then you see your you see your friendly scav buddy loot a gravis card or whatever D- it, is it not worth losing karma to get the graphics card it depends you know what i mean it completely this is the thing it depends on what happens it's just like you can imagine i can imagine scenarios in both ways where it's just like it literally doesn't matter and scav karma doesn't matter because it's like oh you get better scav stuff and i'm fence level four and i get <laughs> you know I get an, an SV98 okay, with, a, with a red dot on it. And you're like, well, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Or the other way around, it's just like, I kill my buddy with a graphics card and then I'm not allowed to play Scav for three weeks. You know, like those two, those two, <laughs> those two scenarios could, are very different. Yeah. It could go either way. I really but don't that sounds know. like a really hard thing to balance because that's yep. very specific. So mm-hmm. it's like... Oh yeah, it's really tough. This is the thing, right? And that's why I said, uh, it's easy to sit here and be like, first, I'm just going to sit there with my, you know, my proverbial whiskey going, hmm, <laughs> how has this been implemented? Nope, terrible. You know, and it's like, it's so, yeah. it's so easy to sit there and criticize versus like, and that's why I'm kind of like, I'm not excited about it. I'm waiting with bated breath. We'll see what happens because... It's um, it's ambitious, and I like that, and I think it's good that they're putting these kind of like big changing mechanics in the game. And I'm like, I'm always a big fan of them doing big changes. They should change more stuff. Just change, just change more things. It's fine. It's okay. Just change more stuff. Annoy people. Who cares? Like, it's it's all right. Um, I'm excited for it. Not the actual scav karma, but just what it means is like we're moving more towards these RPG elements where I get to like act out my role in this Tarkov universe. So that's, what's exciting to me. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Even same, same thing with like how you're describing this scav karma in its implementation. VoIP is like right in that same sphere, dude. Like (laughs) if they added VoIP now, I would just mute it instantly. Cause it's just like, Nope. Start a wipe now. Maybe I might, I probably would, I probably would try it at the start of a wipe. Yeah. They would would like to try to do it at the beginning they couldn't do it at the end. Yeah. Can you imagine pre-wipe event? We're going to put VoIP in. Oh, can you imagine what a disaster that would be? Can you even imagine? It'd be awful. Yeah, it yeah. would be. It would but be. But see, it's gonna it's gonna be really tough, man. Like because eventually we're gonna get to the point where you know everyone's like past the wipe progression, and now we're at in wipe, and VoIP's still on. Like it's just gonna be like it's gonna be really tough, man, for them to like facilitate this the vision they're trying to do because it's just yeah. like eventually the wipe happens the game's great everyone's like oh my god this is literally the best wipe you guys have done bsg you guys did really good really good guys like i'm this wipe is amazing and then like two weeks later 
fix the servers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Desync, bro. You know, it's like literally, it's like a cycle dude, that happens every time, dude. People, I was watching like yesterday a couple of different streamers, and I kid you not, everyone was talking about people talking about the wipe cycle, like yeah. how, you know, it's like, yeah, everyone's in this low period, and it's like people are complaining a lot. Like everyone was talking about it. I kid you not, dude. Oh, oh man, it's I mental. Love it. It's crazy. I'd like the thing is the thing about Voip though that I think versus something like Scav Karma is that you don't need to like you don't need to balance Voip. You know, like you you can you give it certain parameters like certain ranges and stuff like that. You know, proximity or what, sure. whatever. Sure. Um, but you don't need to balance it as much, and it's kind of like up to people. So you just put it in, and then that's that. I think that's kind of okay. I think in some ways it's easier because you just you just fire and forget. It's just a tool for people to. To utilize whereas like yeah scav karma is scav karma is tough and i think it goes to show right how they've said we would love to have pmc karma in the game but we do not know how to do this <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember who it was that on like yeah. nice guy's video where he's just like they want to put it in but they don't know how because it's really yeah. tricky because like the i think the biggest criticism that everybody says about the pmc karma system is how will i know who is on whose team how how am i going yeah. to know everyone looks the same from a distance everyone's wearing the same yeah. like you know not the same kit but like everyone is wearing a kit oh, you know man. if someone's wearing fortin and alton you've got absolutely no way of recognizing an american person from a bear person right it's just crazy so you need to introduce all sorts of other mechanics to get pmc's thing to work things like you know, you get alternating, like the alternating spawns around the map goes bear, usec, bear, usec, bear, usec. And the people on the same team get to know the spawn locations of people on the other team. And there's radios. It's the only way it kind of works, right? That kind something, something like that. But you need a bigger framework to like let people actually know yeah, you need a- where to go. You know, or you get to send like one, I don't know. You, oh man, I'm thinking so many crazy ideas now. It's not even worth bringing them all up because it's just mental. Like you get, you get like, you get a map to begin with or you bring your map in and then like you get to put like a marker down on all the other people in your factions on map. Just one, one marker at the start. And if you meet up, you meet up. And if you don't, you don't, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but see, I don't, I don't think you need to like go in that detail. Like for no? me, what I, what I think is like, if you, if you zoom out a bit and let's, let's say, we're in a okay in an open world setting right and let's say when i choose my server it's like in my region and it auto selects for me and it gives me the best ping so and this server has a max player count of 200 players right so we join the map so maybe this server has um a split of like I don't know. It doesn't really matter to split, but whatever faction you choose, you know what I mean? You're going to run into the same players in that server in the same faction. You know what I mean? So we're like kind of like diminishing the RNG aspect of it, right? And then the other thing that's interesting is Bear and Yusek, you know, one speaks English, one speaks Russian. And we talked about this, or I did a while ago, how you would have like, you could have a skill in the game that's like bilingual. Mm-hmm. And as you use VoIP between each other, it it basically what it would do is and i don't even know if this is even possible this might be like too like the internet can't handle you know sending uh a voice 
file over like a, a mp3 over and then like jumbling it and then sending it back because that's kind of my idea right it's like yeah. if you're two different factions you try to talk it jumbles it up and as you level up the skill it like slightly unjumbles it because like ultimately it's like if if we can't like have a communicate in game with within these roles we're given and these factions then like what's the point you know what i mean because exactly. otherwise it's just it's just like we're kind of just like shoving it on there. So I don't know if like, it's such a cool concept because it's like, they're at, and it, this reminds me so much of, sorry, I'm like Go for going, it. going ham right now, but this reminds me so much of GTA RP, right? You have, you know, it's like the game and it's like a framework, right? Mm-hmm. And you have like these two roles, you know, criminal and cop, right? And pretty well much, you know, if, you you could be like a you could be a civilian i guess you could say but that's all the gameplay elements are built around that you know i mean you can rob banks you can steal cars you can you know hijack people hold people hostage as a cop you can like arrest people you can find them you know i mean you just like they built all this framework around it um but there isn't like a a language <laughs> frame yeah. like a language barrier this is like a whole different this is a whole nother layer added onto it. You know what I mean? Cause they want to have it where it's like you're two, you're two enemies, right. And you speak two different languages. Um, and like their raid series using that as like a reference. Right. And this Yusek and this, you know, he finds out that like he's the bad guy or whatever. And like, he wants to take this, um, you know, documents and work with this bear. Who's like trying to like work for his, save his country or nation or whatever and it's i mean it's really cool man like it's it'd be such a cool thing to like act out that's not like forced upon us you know what i mean like the the support is all there you know it's just yeah. like it's i don't know man i think that's it, what that... uh that's, that's kind of what we spoke about before right with about like building the framework to allow people to do what they want as opposed to like yeah. you need to be you need to give people the tools to do stuff and then just like let people go um rather than like saying okay you must use this this thing it's like making the scav plus pmt extract it's like that's not done in the right way and so it's never used. yeah that's that's forced like it's like i don't yeah. know it feels so like arbitrary like I, it's like you know it's like because the tool the foundation isn't there it's like they skip exactly, to the end exactly 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 yeah. they're like oh this is the outcome that we want so we're gonna <laughs> just like we're just gonna put the outcome there now yeah, go do it and true. then it's like well you didn't fix any of the the reasons as to why this didn't happen in the first place, there's none of the framework and the tools in place to allow this to yeah. actually ever realistically occur. Right. We don't have anything to build to that outcome yeah. to get there, you know? Yeah, exactly. Besides, like, voice lines and hand signals, which is, like, I guess it's a, it's a brick of the foundation, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's something. So It's something. Yeah, it's something, I uh, guess. It's just not enough. It's not enough to actually bridge that. That gap to get people to, yeah, to do we, it. We need we need more for sure. Yeah. So, so. Oh, it's interesting. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure how it's gonna how it's gonna work out, honestly. I mean I'm I'm probably playing like I used to play lots of factory scav. I'm actually pl- playing even less now than I used to to be honest. I'm playing pretty much only PMC now. Um oh yeah. And I think it's just I think it's probably after playing so much factory that it's kind of like Playing a scav seems kind of redundant in some ways too, and it's like I don't really like scaving on other maps because it takes too long. 
so I've just kind of stopped playing scam completely. So I don't know how. That's partly why I'm like not as not as keen. But we'll we'll see. Look, we'll see. Like if it's if it's there as like part of a completely new wipe, I think it'll be interesting. Like the progression's going to be longer in the next wipe anyway. The hideout's going to be much harder to get to or get through, I should say, because it's going to be more expensive. Why do you say that? To do stuff like just because of all the cost increases. You know, normally what happens with me? Oh, that's true. Is that like I go through the and like even just the starting ingredients for the generator in the whatever yeah. right you've got to have like a few pieces for it and you won't have the hideout uh, sorry the flea market the flea market so yeah, you've got to true. either go and find that stuff or wait until you're level 10 um and then like normally the way that i do it is i get the the bitcoin farm up and then put a card in and then like it makes a coin and then i buy a card and then it makes another coin and i buy another card and it makes two coins and i buy another two cards and it's just like this like endless like self-fulfilling machine and then it's just like oh 50 cards and then that's it and i don't think that's going to be that easy this way because it's um it's, mm. it's, it'll be similar but it won't be quite as like the exponential curve is like flatter yeah you know and like the solar power is like really expensive now and there's like there's lots more places to spend yeah. your money if you want max but... hideout at all costs I mean, honestly, just having one card is good enough, man. Like, I, it, it, it all pays for itself, you know. Yeah, of the course. And, you can get it, yeah, get and, it over with. Yeah. But I just like, I don't know. I think a lot of people, I'm, I'm like super completionist about it. And like, even if yeah, it wasn't feel, economical, I'd make all the modules anyway, I think. Just because it's like, yeah, I want to just finish the highlight, you know. It's just I, I like yeah. to do it. It's kind of part of the, like. How else do you finish Tarkov right now? You can't finish it any other way. So right. I just kind of like think, well, full hideout, Kappa, like, you know, this kind of thing. Those those are the things to like finish the game. Because um, I think like right, right now, like the way that I consider the game to be completed, and I'm probably not going to actually get Kappa this wipe. I, it's not looking like I'm going to just because I'm not playing enough um, and not doing enough of the really hard quests. But like for me, completion of Tarkov right now is like full hideout, getting Kappa and having a full set of labs key cards. That's that. I think that's that's like what I would deem as completion, you know, because like you get enough money to buy red, basically, um, and that's kind of what I did last last wipe, and have the ability to do this wipe, but can't really be bothered. But that's I think that's probably like my version of like to complete it. Yeah, and I'm not going to do that this wipe. I'm I'm probably not even going to buy red key card at all, and I'm not going to get cap either. So I've only fulfilled one out of the three, and I did that ages ago. So. And it's kind of funny because I'm thinking to myself, it's like, well, what's my version of completion? Mm. And it's like, get to level 40, so then you have all the traders unlocked, and then just start making money and you fill up the Bitcoin farm. But it's like, why did I even bother rushing the experience? You know what I mean? Just to get to the the end game that's nothing to do anymore. You know, it's kind of funny now that I think about it. So, and I think that was why because I'm one of those guys. Sorry, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm one of those guys that, like, you know, when the wipe happens, I'm like, all right, eight hours shift, let's go, baby, let's grind. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, same. I mean, I put a lot more hours in when the wipe has. I think it's because yeah. for me, what gets, what really like keeps people is, and they should probably learn something from this in the, the design of the game in some ways, is that small incremental success is really mm-hmm. addictive. It's like, one of the reasons mm. why you know candy crush is so addictive right it's like you can see the levels increasing and like this is a topic for another time i don't know that we talked about it before but um like idle yeah. games i actually am a big fan of idle games i think that i like them idle I think games quite fun yeah so they like oh like um, things like you just don't raid shadow legends 
Uh, is that an idle game? I'm actually not sure. Um, but like well, basically <sighs> games that like you hardly have to play. Yeah, like they're running. They're yeah, like no running real time in the background, and like you make a few strategic decisions, and then you leave it for another three hours or whatever. Like I'm actually a big fan of those games because like you don't have to do that much with them. But anyways, like but it's like small incremental progression is so addictive for people because that you know you get that mm. sense of achievement, and it's like you can. And the next thing is like. I think that's actually what was like what was so well designed about Valheim. Just going back to that quickly was that every time yeah. you achieved a goal, the next goal you had to put in a bit of work, but you could see what you needed to do. And like, oh, it's going to take me maybe like you know half an hour to an, to an hour. And it's like it's not that far away. Whereas I feel like when you get to the end of Tarkov, right, the beginning of the wipe is like where well, it's really obvious what you need to do. You need to get to level ten. You've got a lot of quests to do that are really not that difficult. They're quite straightforward. You know, you know how to do them. Just going to take a bit of time, maybe like two or three raids, and you're going to get it done. You know that kind of thing. You get to the end of the wipe, and it's just like shooter born in heaven. And you're like, well, this thing could take me like forty raids, fifty raids. It's like a lot of time. And rather than being small incremental stuff, it's kind of like this is a proper grind. And it's sort of why I'm doing the quest yeah. that I want to do because it's like I want to run the kits that the quest makes me use. But I'm not. I'm not feeling that incentivized to go and do the really annoying quests that i just like cannot be bothered to do like i got right. to talk of shooter seven like we spoke about before talk of shooter eight is probably the hardest quest in the game talk of shooter seven i've gotten to and um i'm having to kill pmcs with suppressed bolt action rifles i'm just like i just fed up of it i just don't i'm not enjoying it and so i've just stopped doing it it's uh it's, it's boring so i'm doing the other ones i'm doing the yushanka with the shotguns because it's funny because you run around with a shotgun blasting people with ap uh, with ap20 is hilarious so like that kind of thing I think is why, yeah, I'm not going to finish it this this wipe in terms of Kappa probably, but also I think it would should be relooked at at some point. I mean, I know they're all placeholders, that's what people have been saying for you know four years or whatever. But um, <laughs> I think that de the design of the quests needs to be thought about in in some ways, just to try and like at least like you gotta you gotta give people summit right. You can't just make it all all grind. But that's why people get fed up and they get to level forty and then they go, well, whatever, I'll just do what I like now because the some of the end game quests are just like kind of tiresome, you know. Yeah, I've always thought that Shooterborn would be like, I would personally enjoy it more if it was something that I could start earlier on, because it is something you can, it's something that's like, kind of a passive thing that you should, it's, I don't know, when you like force it, it's like, doesn't really work out, you know, because it's yeah. like, you're not really playing the Tarkov experience, you're like, literally rushing spawns, you know, trying to be 100 meters away exactly like it would be such a more conductive conducive thing if it was like just something you could passively work towards while you're doing these other like you're saying smaller quests yeah. you know like go fetching the pocket watch or whatever you know so I yeah know. i just find like so often like it depends on how you play but like previous wipes i've ended up doing like woods and shoreline shooter born without trying to do the quest because i've ended up on the quest and then just doing it Whereas this way, yeah. just because of the way that I've been playing and the maps I've been doing and the things that I've been running, it's uh, yeah. I just haven't really done any. I got like one on customs, I think, two on shoreline. I'd, I've hardly played wood, so I got none there and like none on reserve. And it's like, I just don't play the game that way, right? It's like it's not going to naturally happen. I'm going to have to go out to go and find these kills, and it's not the most entertaining of quests to try and get yourself into that situation like i end up in the situation way more of someone who's really close and i'm trying to like get away to get a good angle <laughs> to shoot the guy than i am like 
seeing someone from long range and getting cool shots. It's like, oh, I've spotted the guy, but he's 50 meters away. He's like kind of moving parallel. So I'm going to have to like, well, okay, where's he going to be? Like, oh, I'm going to have to move myself away and up and like, oh, and, and, he's, and he's gone. Where, where is he gone? I went in this building, but I don't know where. No, he's just disappeared or just all of that stuff. And you're like, should I shoot them? Should I not shoot them? It's just like, oh God. You know, I find I end up in those situations yeah. much more doing shooter-born and it just, it's, it frustrates me a bit. So yeah, I think you're right, right? Like if you, if it had, if it was unlocked like really early from mechanic, oh, by the way, you prove your worth, you know, that kind of thing. And it starts right to the beginning, then maybe because then you're doing the quests on those maps already. You know, you're playing woods and, and stuff because I played woods at the beginning of the white, but they're not towards the end. And you actually get a chance then of getting some of those kills early. And it still feels as rewarding. So you're like, oh yeah, I got one of my shooter-borns. You know, it's like, no, no real advantage in, in gating it to like way later. Yeah, it's tough. That's a tough one because it is it is coming from a perspective of I want it to be like this way, so it would be easier for me. So it is kind of like tough to. I don't know if it would be if it would add to the Tarkov experience if it was at the beginning of accepting you know gunsmith part one or whatever i don't know but yeah you're probably that's right. just kind of I mean, my... we're just kind of like we're just kind of saying oh it's not really conducive to, to like entertaining gameplay so just like basically <laughs> take the quest out kind of thing that's, that's sort of what <laughs> <Yeah>. i'm saying <laughs> i mean but then there, there is some truth to that though because i do feel like it isn't really within the experience like i'm i don't know like because if you want to like do the quest you're going to gamify it so how do you gamify it well you learn the spawns because that's where the PMCs are going to be to start a raid, and you learn the paths that are going to go, and then you learn where I can sit to get exactly 100 meters. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's really, like... It's like you're playing a different raid versus your typical raid, you know what I mean? I don't know if it's, like, the same thing. I'm not yeah. too sure, so... But, like, I guess it sort of makes it interesting because people are going to raids with different objectives, so... That's true. You know, there's that angle to it as well. There's that angle to it, too. So it's just tricky. Yeah. And uh, we'll see... We'll see how it ends up. I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to a new wipe. It'll be fun. I just like the beginning of the wipe. It's yeah, entertaining. It's the best time. It's good. <laughs> the best. Good. I want to go PPSH PMC factory. Let's. I can't wait to do that, man. <laughs> I love that gun. That gun is so much fun, dude. It's only good for like the first hour of the wipe. <laughs> <laughs> But you get to run so much cool uh, stuff, right? Like things like that. Yeah, I had an man. absolute blast using the stock MP5 last wipe at the beginning. Yeah, so good MP5, the standard one with PST. Oh, it's awesome at the beginning. Yeah, it's great. So good M4 with M855. Man, it's a good time. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not as good. There's a lot though. of recoil. Never, that, to be fair, there's the a lot of recoil actually. Yeah, it's like it's like you play play the start of wipe and you like shoot the gun and it goes up. You're like, wait a minute. This gun's got recoil. What is this garbage? <laughs> <laughs> this ain't an M4. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah, because you just like you yeah. get back to the beginning of the wipe and you're like, oh, I've been given three because I've chosen USEC. This is brilliant. And then you go into wipe and you're like, oh my god, it's got 85 recoil. This is insane. And yeah. it's got an 800 RPM. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah. Great. I actually beat a lot of people who are holding M4s with the MP5 at the beginning of the wipe. So there's definitely yeah, truth I in like what the... you had to say. I was just like, right, we're yeah. going to use this bad boy because it's got like 35 recoil or something and PST actually slaps against level two and three um, at the beginning. And like no one's wearing face shields, so you just laser them in the face. Yeah. And that's about that's it. That's great, man. So, yeah. I, um, yeah. It's just a shame because you, you, you don't really get to use that past like the first couple of days. I mean, it's kind of like, I don't know. 
And there's so many cool guns. Like they just add the ST. Maybe maybe that's what I'll do. Star of the Wipe. Get the ST M9. <laughs> the single that. tap pistol. Yeah, dude. And use fun. it with PSO. The only one that it's zero for. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, there's something else I was going to say, but I forgot. So we'll move on. Cool. All right. Should we wrap it up? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think we should. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. I've had a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> yeah. This one. I've had a lot of fun. This is good. This is good. Ready for wipe, though. Ready for wipe, but not before my content's been released. So don't yes, do sir. that to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. Yeah. 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 We're kind of like in that same boat. Um, because I'm editing a series for Airwing that's Alpha to Kappa. So yeah. he wiped his account. Or he's got a new account. And yeah, so it's like, if that if the wipe just happens tomorrow, then it's like, well, that series is over, guys. We're wrapping it up. <laughs> we just got the pocket watch, but you know what? It's okay. See? <laughs> oh, so, yeah. God. And it's so, oh, it's difficult. It's difficult. Content creation is just, it's, it's tough. Like, last wipe. Uh, this is the last, this is the last point before we wrap it up. But like, okay. last wipe. I had a video and I made it and then the wipe happened before I could release it. And I was like, this is now not relevant. And I basically like had to just push it out and wait for like two months. I just kept like every week I'd make something and just like push it forward on the scheduler on YouTube. Just every, every week, push it forward, push it forward, push it forward. And then I finally released it and was like, all right, okay, this is the time. But it now like, it's relevant. Now it's relevant again, like two months in or something. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. Cause How to do Shooter Born in Heaven. Oh, honestly, I can't even remember yeah. what it was now. God, I can't yeah, yeah. Which, which video was it? I can't remember now. But um, yeah, yeah, so I'm um, good. trying to avoid that this time. But anyway. Cool. We'll see. All right. All right. We'll wrap it up there, guys. Cool stuff. Catch you next week. Thanks for hanging out. See you. See you later, guys.